five good minutes in the clubhouse. As we teased last week, Malcolm, we've got a very special guest today, the famous number eight from the Nord Football Club, Michael Ash. Welcome aboard, Ashy. Yes, gentlemen. Uh, lovely to um, have a chat to you guys. Mate, Nord captain, 87-89, premierships in 82-84, best and fairest, McGarry medals. You've done it all in this NFL, mate. Yeah, look, I was um, pretty lucky, to be honest with you, Pete. It, um, you know, to be able to get to Nord at uh, 79 and straight out of school and come into a side that obviously just won the flag the year before and they... Um, uh, we had a pretty actually disappointing year in 79 and I'm sure Wally Miller classes that team as one of the best teams he's, you know, they, they've put together. But um, Yeah, Wally does. Wally class 79 as the biggest disappointment. He had, he had a, he does have our 79 side as our, as our best ever side, Michael. Yeah, so that was a little bit disappointing and, um, you know, obviously being the first year and that, you sort of, you know, really not quite, well, you're adjusted to the to the game as such, but not to the you know the level of hey, how good's this side and how how one you know slipped away. Yeah, actually, let's go go on. I found the 1980 grand final night as a really interesting, fascinating night where you, the younger guys were sort of excited. We'd come from the elimination final; it had been a great game. And then you had Kingo blaming himself. You know, Kingo's played one of the great individual games. He, like he, Russell Ebert readily admits that was the biggest pants-down job he received in his career. And yet Kingo blamed himself for the handball Kim Kinnear intercepted in the last quarter. And that were well, the younger guys that night were going, geez, that was how, how good was that? And we're building for the future. Did, did you feel that way yourself? Not at all, Malcolm. I don't think I was actually, um, you know, still coming to terms with, you know, like... Um yeah, what it's all about um, from a point of view of, you know, like your, your, second, your second year in, you, you're still raw as and, and uh, you know, you don't really contemplate what it's all about. You're, you're, playing, you're playing the game because it's something that you love. Now, I'm not saying that the rest of the people aren't playing it because of the, they're, they're playing it there. But, you know, you're, 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 well, for me, I only really got to, I guess, appreciate what it meant after playing probably about four or five years um, and then thinking, well, man, you know, these these grand finals don't come around that often and um, and when you get an opportunity, you want to take it. And uh, and uh, speaking, speaking to Keith Thomas, I think, last week and, uh, you know, we were fortunate enough to play in our first five years, I think we played in three, three grand finals and then... From there on in, she was pretty sparse. Just just going back a little bit there, you obviously debuted in, in 79. And do, you, do you classify the the first season as a bit of a blur? Uh, not really. Um, you know, it was it was exciting. Um, you know, you're a year out of school. Um, you're out at pre-season. I remember, I remember going to the grand final in 78 and standing behind the goals with some mates from school, or not from that I went to primary school with. Is actually. that with Alan Killigrew? I oh, know I went. I went actually. Alan Killigrew. Alan Killigrew took my brother and myself to the to the first semi against right. Sturt, 
um, after I ended up, you know, lobbing out at West Highlands and having a few training runs. Yeah, um, disgraceful behaviour, Mike. <laughs> Mike Coward uh, wrote, it, wrote yes. about it. And then Wally rings Dad and then, yeah, they take us to the footy. And, yes, yeah, so so that was um, that was the first semi. And then um, I went to that, the grand final with some mates and stood behind the southern goals and then to see that win and went home and, and went with the whole family out to the Nord Footy Club and couldn't get near the place. And then um, six weeks later, you're out there, you know, training with these guys. It was surreal. Did I hear somewhere uh, along the line that um, you basically weren't in the Nord zone as a junior? No, that's correct. Yep. Um, I was in the West. I was in the actually. No, I was in the. I was in the West Torrens district as a. Yeah. Sorry. A, a, from where from where we lived, but I was I was uh, the school the primary school was in West Adelaide, so we played a lot of mini league for West Adelaide and had some. You know, there was a lot of league players. Played a lot of mini league in that era, um, you know, so in the seventies, uh, and uh, we were quite successful at West Adelaide, um, and a lot of them went on to play league footy at West Adelaide as well. And Peter Myers would shoot me if I didn't give the fellow scoreboard operator at the parade a mention that he played with you in that uh, in those West Adelaide premiership sides too, Aichi. He did. Yes. Hey, Michael, quick one back to school. Mike, um, the illustrious one, Mike, you know, Mike Coward's influence on you at Pulteney. Well, he coached, I reckon, when I was in year year ten, and uh, right away, massive, massive difference to, to our coach from the year before. You know, Mike grew up football and being the uh, journalist that he was and whatever he knew footy back to front. Really, uh, very passionate. Um, he really pulled us in the side together and, and was pretty tough on us as well. Um, so he. Um, you know, look, Pulteney wasn't, uh, you know, very well strong when it compared to the PAC Saints and uh, St. Ignatius and those those bigger schools. But, you know, we held our own a fair bit. And, um, yeah, Mike, Mike, um, he, he, he pulled aside together from the year before where we were only, you know, just going around to be quite a successful year 10 side. So moving, moving on with your league career, 82, playing in the premiership side, a bit of frustration with your groin injury that year, Michael? Yeah, that um, I reckon I did, did that within probably round four. I cannot remember the doc, but uh, it was quite a, well, an injury that happened quite a bit. Now, it was it was a muscle, I don't know if it was torn off, I don't think it was torn off the bone or or whatever, but there was a there was a hole there. And I remember, I, I reckon I was in St Andrews with um, Roger Merritt was having the same operation. Um, as I did, and uh, the guy was well known, the surgeon, which name escapes me after these many years. Um, he uh, he did them quite often, and gee, I remember though when he stuck his little finger uh, right up the groin there to to find where the the little hole was and hit the roof very quickly there, but <laughs> was managed to do managed to you know um, you know, and and although look, it it did uh, affect you a little bit. Uh, it wasn't massively. But it was enough to just annoy you. Also, in '82, mate, um, obviously played in the state game against Western Australia and Perth. What 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 experience was that like? Well, we we found that we had some very good games against Western Australia. We we're pretty pretty evenly matched on that, and uh, big deck, and um, you know they. Um, I'm just trying to think. 
I reckon no, it wasn't eighty two that I got knocked out. I got knocked out by Willie Rioli, I reckon, in one year. I can't remember what it was, what year it was, but that um, wasn't the game you swapped the Guernseys. Yes, it was. Right, yeah, yeah with Andrew. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, but I think it might have been Bob Hammond coaching back then and um in his wisdom he thought, look, we'll we'll swap jumpers. I don't think that made obviously didn't make a great deal of difference and uh spent the spent the night in hospital. I've I've ripped I've ripped Rick Davies uh many years ago when we were at a function together and he said he'd he'd look after me that day and protect me and I lasted about five minutes. He protected you for four minutes. What's your problem, Ashley? Yeah, he gave gave it well he gave me nothing, Malcolm. Yes. Look, while we're skipping Jumping around a little bit, look, we can't m- not mention the 1981 McGarry Medal. I will say personally, my favourite Norwood non-premiership night back at the club with with your sister, the late Sue. You know, it was a fantastic, obviously a family night, but a great club night. And yeah, it's probably the best buy-in McGarry Medal night I've actually been involved with as a supporter, Ashy. Look, I, I, it's funny how you just remember little things and. Uh... I do remember walking in 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 the club rooms, um, and uh, Perce McCallum, I reckon it was, um, who was oh, look again. I um, cannot remember what his role was there, but a bit of everything. Yeah, he met me. He met me at the front there, and then and then walking on walking in the door. So what are we? We're in nineteen eighty. So it's uh, eighty one. Um, sorry. So so it's um. Third year and um, uh, first year, yeah, okay. Second year, I reckon I did the collarbone twice. Yes. In, in about six weeks, uh, and then all of a sudden, eighty-one just, yeah, it just turned out to be one of those years of fit and um, and uh, yeah, was lucky enough to win it. But walking back into the club rooms after that uh, that. Um, Voting at the old line uh, was pretty special, and uh, you know you you certainly look back on it. But these days they, you know they they take they take you know photos or they they do documentaries or whatever. It just just would have been nice to sort yeah. of ha- have that on on tape, so to speak, to really just look back and and uh, appreciate how how you know good it was. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, especially. Also, you know, the tragedy side of it was Sue no longer being with us, you know. Um, yeah, it was a special night back at the parade. Yeah, it certainly was. Now, actually, 83, All-Australian, best and fairest. Did you that? Did you consider that your best year? Well, I thought it was better, personally, than, than 81. Um, We're still looking. I'm still trying to find the missing 20 McGarry medal, the missing missing McGarry medal votes, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, look, um, yeah, I, I think I was more consistent. That's all, and um, uh, not again, you know, not really uh, going through any tapes or, or videos or anything like that. But um, yeah, thought I thought I'd um, certainly had a more consistent year. And then when when everyone writes you up as the favourite, then you you start to think how well, this, you know, you might have a chance here. And and then I think I end up coming third in it. Yeah, I, I think I. I think I ended up um, coming third to, I think, what, the Kernahan won it by a street, but street was... was ineligible, yeah, an Antrobus. Yes. An Antrobus, and then Bernie Conlon, I think, was runner-up. Um, From Westies, wasn't he, or...? Yeah I, think, yeah, I reckon that does ring a bill. I might have to Google it in a minute, but, yeah. And, and he'd I, had a good year. 
I admit, I that was my year out with the SNFL umpiring panel, and I may have let my thoughts known that night after the Gary Medal, and I effectively never been allowed back. Now. I effectively probably ended my chances of umpiring league football that night. So these things happen. So, yeah. mm. Maybe with the uh, Jeff Fennick thing today, that the ret- retrospectively uh, award him the, uh, the twenty votes that are <laughs> yeah, missing. Maybe you exactly. never know. We'll might start a petition. Yeah. We'll keep, keep, yeah. keep looking for him. Yep. Okay, so 84, what a year. We've come from the elimination final. Uh, go for it, go for it, Aishi. Well, yeah, look, it, it, I think we won 10 out of our last 11 or 11 out of our last 12, and you're coming into the finals, and I'm pretty sure we played South yep. in the last minor round game, and we, we beat them quite easily, and then we... Um, well, we won I mean, quite easily in the end, in the in the, in the elimination. elimination. Yep. Uh, we were in that third quarter, I think, under under a bit of pressure, and then, of course, Central's game. Well, what a game that was! It um, similarities to this year's grand final. In, in yeah, that we were yeah, three well, goals down yeah. in the last quarter, and and we were going with a heck of a wind, and and um, it, it. I still can see the the goal. Peter Lachlan kicked when he just picked the ball off off the ground and sort of snapped it like it was a little bit of a contortionist. Like he just ripped his leg leg around That's and right. over Neville dropped the mark. Yep. yep. Yeah, Neville dropped the mark and and that put us, I think, I don't know, eleven points in front or thirteen points in front. Uh, but it, um, yeah, that that was a very special game because we were right under the pump till the end, and then of course Glenelg. And I've I've seen a bit of YouTube stuff of late where we played Glenelg and gee, Glenelg had had plenty of the footy. At one stage, uh, they were two goals fourteen. That's right. Um, now again, you know, like um, I don't know if you know how many were rushed or whatever, but um, you know they they missed a lot of goals and you know we just we just hung in there and we obviously kicked straighter and looked at. To, I've got to wrap up my mate, number nine of you know we 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 gave him you know hundreds of goals through his career. He reckons he earned every one of them, but you know like he he he, he had that, he had the ball out in front of him nearly all day. He didn't have to do much, but um, you know to get Neville over was just fantastic for the footy club. Best guy that I've seen sort of body himself, and when someone's behind him. Look, to, I, w- to I will say, I will say this: neither Neville or Michael are on Facebook. So when something comes on Facebook, I then copy it and send it through, email it through to both of them, and then I just sit back, uh, Pete, and I just enjoy the game of tennis with the bullshit yeah. back and forth between the two of them. <laughs> Absolutely. The so I get the benefit of that. Hey, actually, then the tour to Ireland and your friendship with Dermot Brereton. Yeah, look, we 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 sort of hit it off. Uh, Dermot and myself, and Dermot actually got injured and didn't. Um, he actually didn't even play at all. So, so he had he, he had the best trip of all time in '84. Um, <laughs> but, but we had, yeah. Look, he had some great players over there, and I got got to know Neville. Sorry, uh, Dermot, extremely well. But when you look at the likes of um, Mark Lee, Danaher. Um, Murray Rance, I reckon it was from Western Australia. Right. Then you had, you know, um, I reckon Motley and um, Kernahan and 
uh, you know, like uh, Ross Glendinning, and, you and know, of course, was, and of course, Macca tried to start yeah, World War Three. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> he did that well, Mac. I still remember it like it was yesterday when Brad Hardy had the ball running down the side, bouncing the ball, and then Mac is throwing haymakers to Jacko or, or whatever his name was, and and Jack then, O'Shea, yeah, Jack O'Shea, and then Macca, uh, sorry. Brad's just dropped the ball and sprinted back to give him a hand. But, um, yeah, Macca wasn't well, – didn't take too kindly after he got rid of the ball for Big Jack uh, coming in and giving him one. And uh, mind you, mind you, the coach, John Todd, Todd yep. I have never heard a coach bake a player like I heard John Todd bake Robert Wiley in a okay. game in a game that we – we drove about three or four hours to Northern Armagh or something in uh, in Ireland, obviously, and we're going across this border or something. And there's there's guards there with machine guns, and it's all happening. You know, luckily they weren't shooting them. And um, you know, like we, I think we had a, about a two course meal or three course meal halfway through the the bus trip, and went to the ground and got flogged. And then um, and then I heard, yeah, I heard the coach going off and. I don't know what, what what Robert Wiley said or did or whatever, but I'd never I'd never ever heard it before in my life. So yes, it was uh, about the trip itself was uh, great, guys. Uh, just to see Ireland, uh, we won the Tests two one, a beautiful place to visit, and that that all lived with me for a long time. That trip. Yeah, and it's it's interesting where Dermot quite often speaks very openly where he says he regrets he didn't work harder harder at trying to get you to Hawthorne. Ah, oh, well I hadn't heard that, but um yes. but uh yeah, look at um you know, I, I certainly had the opportunities to go to Richmond and, and Essendon in particular and, and went to Essendon for a little while. No, I want to go back to Richmond first, actually. The words yellow Salika. Yeah. Yeah, well that that was the day that uh Gee whiz, I wish I'd signed that Form 4 in 1981 and not 1980. Yeah, um, instead, instead of getting four grand, I might have got 40. But um, but I still remember the day going down to pick it up with Dad with John Carl Motors and on the Saturday morning of a trial against Port in 80. And uh, and Jack says, you know, you, you better not play too well today. I'll get Dave Granger onto you. <laughs> and, and, Jay, and Dave... And, and and this was nothing untoward, but I've just caught him out the side of my um, eye, and um, the ball's coming to me, so I, I just didn't um, brace myself in time. And he's, you know, the big unit I was that uh, he's he's just giving me a hip and shoulder, and I thought that's a bit sore, and ran over the other side of the ground, and just was waiting for a ball to get shot out with me, and it did, and I I just flung my left hand out, and that was it. She was all over, so so went off and um, but yeah, yeah. So that uh, that was uh, in uh, nineteen eighty. Yeah. Okay, let's keep going with state state footy. Yeah. So actually, you're eighty six. You vice captain the All Australian team. Then your involvement state footy, state captain. You played in a golden era with South Australia. You know, go for it on state footy, mate. Yes, that um, amazing. With with pretty well, Cornsey was the state coach for pretty well all my my state career and Jack was probably the last one or two. And um but, you know, with, with Motley, Kernahan, Platten, Bradley, you know, like uh, Macca, 
you know, Neville, Keith, Filky, uh, you know, the, 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 the names are endless. And, uh, you know, playing at Footy Park, particularly against the Big V, and um, it was it was on. And I, I remember the carnival, I reckon, reckon it was. I can't remember what year it was. I reckon um, Greg Williams had had a – he's the one that knocked Macca's teeth out, I reckon. Yes, yes. Or, or had a crack at him, and uh, he didn't mind having – a bit of that, Greg. Yeah, super player. He was a bit surprised uh, when Macca came back, though. Yeah. Well, I reckon, I reckon Scott Salisbury helped him out as well, because mm. because uh, as Scotty Scotty saw it as well. But you know, they would always beat it up with Teddy Whitten and and yeah. uh, being a part of it. And uh, you know, we uh, well, yeah, you're right. We we had uh, well Tony Hall. There's another one. Um, we had just a super side. Um, and I think a full credit to Graham as well because he, um, you know, sometimes there'd be a bit of a, a walk in the park at, at state trainings. But when Cornsey came on board, it was the toughest training sessions I'd done for most of the time. Um, even even our our club sessions, this this was tougher. And obviously, uh, Graham very proud South Australian and obviously a very very good player and coach. And uh, you know, he uh, he treated it as it should have been. And um, you know, uh, we were very fortunate to. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure we won. You know, at least seventy percent of the time yeah. when we played against uh, the Big V. No, no, we great record, and it was. It was the the Tuesday night. Those state games were just a. Oh. You know, it was a do not miss. It was yeah. you know, wanted ticket. It was you know they were, they were the big. That was the big nights. You know, and just the atmosphere was fantastic. I tell you, I tell you the um, the '89, I reckon it was where we played. Yeah. Well, um, we oh well, it was it was it was heavy ground. There'd be shocking weather, and um, do you remember trying to trying to cut off a ball um, up in the forward line for Victoria? And I reckon the the Victorian forward line was uh, Ablett, Lyon. I think Dunstall, Dunstall, yeah, the game in Victoria, um, yeah, Dunstall, and um, oh, what's the name? Lockett, Lockett, well. yeah. Lockett. Well, Lockett was Lockett was on the lead coming out, and I'm thinking, well, I'm I'm here, I've got to cut him off, and I'm I've run across, and I'm thinking, I'm dead, <laughs> I I'm dead here, and he he luckily got nowhere near me because <laughs> um you know I'm thinking. Oh, good night, nurse. You know, I'm, I know that he doesn't mind hurting blokes, but um, yeah, that was disappointing. Where, and and I reckon was that when, I reckon Teddy Whitten was. Yeah, that was the lap. Was dying, yes. wasn't he? Yeah. And yeah. with, with Teddy Whitten lap. And, uh, yeah, and look, and let's keep going on that, Michael. You've had your own prostrate. You know, I, I did have that listed for later, but it's appropriate now that you've had your own battle with that and. It is a reminder for blokes. We do think we're invincible. We don't, you know, attend to our health as much as the ladies do. And yeah, go for it in that regard, Michael. Yeah, look, it, um, I was very fortunate to. Um, now, Malcolm, you'd be able to tell me who the twins were that played for Nord, and one went on Big Brother, and the other one played for North Melbourne. Um, come on, Malcolm. Um, oh, the Tanners? No, no, no. Who? No, oh, no. One twins. No, he and their father was a doctor. Anyway, that's your research. You better find. Yep, yep sorry. Um, um, but they, his dad. I was going down to see my daughter. I was working at Footy Park, and I went to this doctor, and 
he um, he uh, grabbed my um, my notes and then you know I was I was going down to the scene for something and he said he had your prostate checked for a while and I hadn't it was probably two years and he he did the old uh, fetal position and uh, you know had a, had a bit of a feel around and he said do I know a um, a urologist and I said well Adrian Porter ex Nord yep. champion doctor and uh, went to see him and. You know, did the biopsy and you know, it came positive and then you'd think, well, what am I going to do? Do I get it out? Do I monitor it? And my philosophy was, well, what's going to stop it from getting out? So do I get it out now or do I monitor it? So so I ended up getting it out. I was very lucky that I was obviously fit at the time and, um, you know, recovered pretty well. I had open surgery. I didn't have a robotic because the, the um, surgeon that I was um, recommended to, obviously by Adrian, who yep. was sensational, and he put me. He also put me on to if I wanted to go and see someone else, and I went and saw someone else who did this brachytherapy. So it was another sort of treatment, but I, where they put radioactive seeds around the prostate and then they zap it. And unfortunately, I couldn't have that. So, uh, so it was um, yeah, just went went back to the doctor that um, Adrian uh, recommended and. Uh, Everything went well there, and uh, I was fortunate enough that um, it hadn't escaped, um, so it was all contained, and um, yes, I'm all good. Um, mate, in uh, 19... I mean, that's uh, it's very important for everyone to, uh, to to get those checkups, and um, and I'm sure you're an advocate for it with whoever you talk to these days um, to make that happen. No question. Look, it's, um, you know, like... It, you you just got to do it. Um, it's it's silly not to. It's not that difficult. Obviously, the uh, it changes uh, the way they they test and and treat it these days. And um, you know, back in back in my day, where you know they they did the biopsy was a little. You know, I didn't actually get put under. So and sometimes you can get an infection and and those sort of things. But they you know the research and the technology they use now to do that is significantly better. Um, but you know, I, I just couldn't understand why why you wouldn't um, go in and get your blood tests anyway. And um, you know, there's one thing they can tell by the blood. I think it's as simple as that. And keep an eye on that. And then the the levels. And if they start to shoot up, then they just monitor it. And you just got to get it got to get it early because, as we know, most things, if, uh, particularly in prostate, if you leave that too long and that gets out, you can be in all sorts of strife. Uh, mate, very important message for sure. Uh, 1987, mate, you get to captain the Great Nord Footy Club. Yeah, look, it, um, I, reckon, I reckon I was captain, I don't know, for three years and um, oh, we, we made three prelims Brilliant, in a row, yeah. I reckon it was, and lost them all. And, uh, gee, that was disappointing. Um, but, you know, to, to captain the footy club, and look, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't, I wasn't the best captain. I, I think I was just more concerned about, um, hey, what you do on the field to, to not necessarily what, what you do off it and getting around the players and making sure they're okay and that. So uh, I sort of thought we lead by example on the field. But, um, you know, we were, yeah, we, we had a, we had some opportunities and uh, and unfortunately didn't take them. But um, that just goes with the territory sometimes. And, uh, you know, we, we, we fronted up. I think we might have lost 
at least two of those um, prelims to North, North maybe. I know, yeah, yeah I know one of them. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it wasn't to be, and um, you know, we, uh, I think we again, you know, again, you 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 got to make the best of the situation, and we didn't. And, mate, in uh, 88, uh, you play your 200th game, which qualifies you for life membership at the Nord Footy Club. Um, again, what does that mean, mate? Yeah, look, I, I guess that I'm, I'm just so, I think, uh, what's the right word? I, 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 am, I am humbled to think that I, I was lucky enough to play at the Nord Footy Club uh, for as long as I did. And... Uh, so proud to do that to follow in my father's footsteps who you know played for 10 years and and captained the footy club and uh yeah look at uh and and even today i the biggest kick that i get is is watching the 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 guys go round and and um, what they achieve and hopefully achieve the ultimate which they obviously did this year it brings me great joy to see that Let's just say Michael's a nervous watcher of football and that yeah, thanks to Jeff Wilson being in the Cooper's box for you, it actually helps it helps you, Ash. You're getting a bit of medicinal purposes into the into the body at uh, games does help you, mate. There's no question about that, Malcolm. It's just that uh, it's just the level of, of, of uh, the intake and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sensible enough. But, I, yeah, look, I'm not a good watcher. I've never, never been a good watcher. Of, of footy, particularly the Nord Footy Club, and um, you know, but uh, I will support that till the day I die. And um, you know, it uh, it certainly it, it look it's very enjoyable to go. And and I don't mind telling you either what what the Nord Footy Club are doing with their facilities, with the the club, and then the the um, signage. Yep. Yeah, the the museum, and and now they're putting new light towers up there, which I was there a couple of weeks ago and I said, what's going on? And these light towers, are, I'll stand corrected, are as good as uh, Adelaide Oval yes. or something like that, right. which which is, you know, and, and again, I'm being biased, but there's no doubt in my mind that the Nord Football Club is the best suburban oval in Adelaide by a mile. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, obviously we are biased, but yeah, I've always thought that anyway. And yeah, I... Now they're talking about this AFL Magic round. Well, if there's going to be a game scheduled at the uh, at a suburban venue, surely it's got to be at Nord. Oh, you would, yes, you would think so. Um, and you know, like you get, well, you get five anywhere five thousand plus there, and the atmosphere is is like, you know, twenty thousand somewhere else um, with everyone on top of it. And uh, yeah, so uh, let's let's hope that eventuates. Very much so. Now, quick humour one. that By pure fluke, Pete, I've uh, walked into the feathers on a Friday night and that and uh, happened to run into Pam Stowe. Pam, Michael's definitely better half in yes. uh, Pam Stowe's night. And so I thought, blow this off, stay around, 30-odd females. Yeah. Good chance. Yeah, better strike rate than normal. Yes. <laughs> of course, it was still the obvious court marsh bowl, Lily, no score. But, yes, uh, Pam actually did think, think that was quite funny in the night and said... Yeah, stay around, Malcolm. At least you're livening things up. Yeah, well, I'm sure you would, Malcolm. And uh, you know, I don't know if she do. Oh, she might. She, she might remember. Uh, no, no, we spoke bit. about that at, at the Hall of Fame night. Yes. Yes, she yes, did. She yes. did remember it well. Yes. 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 Well, she hasn't been knocked around the head like me, no, Malcolm. So no, that's yeah. true. No, the Hall of Fame 
let's quickly go on that. Hall of Fame being chosen as a legend, one of the five legends of the, of Nord Footy Club. It was certainly a lot easier to organise a H family photo uh, photo that night than the McIntosh clan, but I did get there <laughs> on both. Uh, yeah, go through that, Michael, how much that meant. Yeah, look, again, I, I, I'm, I find it difficult to, to really talk about that, Malcolm, because uh, it, it, is, it is certainly a, an honour to, to be thought of in that, uh, in that way. And, um, you know, I, I am absolutely humbled by it. Um, uh, I, I have a, an absolute passion for, for the Nord Footy Club that, uh, that will never leave me till the day I die. I love the place. And as I said, I, I was fortunate enough to play there and then my brother, with my brother, and then obviously Jesse and then Andrew's lad, James, and then Joel. You know, I've played a few uh, reserves games and things like that. And um, look, to be to be elevated to, to that status is, is lovely, but I said it once, I've said it, probably 10 or 15 times is I don't I don't see myself as a legend compared to some of these volunteers that have been you know on staff or not on staff but yep. volunteering for 30 years and and that sort of things and you know like the trainers and you know like Big Al and then there was Al and Mao and Reggie and, and you know, all those trainers, Brian, you know, um, you know, those smoky. smoky that, you know, bandit, you know, like, uh, man, you know, they're the legends of the footy club. Honestly, you know, that we're there for five minutes. They're, they're, they're year for 50, they're there for 50 years. You know, it's, it's, it's a little bit different. Like we, we sort of get the glory and whatever, but those guys, you know, they deserve everything they get because they're the real, Stores. And it's like those supporters that, you know, still go to the footy, you know, when I go and I see those that are still supporting it when I was running around. So it's just wonderful to see. Yeah, Everybody's part of the fabric and uh, that's what yeah. makes, makes the club the club. And yeah. for, for mine, it's it's still, you know, at AFL level, they're multi-million dollar corporations where, sorry, I'm speaking tonight to a Nord past legend, give you a ring quite often, Mike, and all that. They're still... There's always contact and all that. Now, to me, being part of that is, yeah, give me give me Nord any day over the AFL. That's how I've I've always felt along those lines, personally. Yeah, look, it, um, I think it's like any club, though, that, um, you know, some, some guys, you know, don't feel that they, I don't know what, what it is they, but look, I, I tell you that the reunions that we have, and we had the 82 reunion this year, and I think it was the best one we had for, for a lot of years where instead of sitting down around tables now and you don't really mix, they just have stand-ups, a few few little tables and a few platters and all that. But actually you get around and the club did a great job on getting a lot of players that hadn't been back for a while. And to see those guys after so many years, it's fantastic. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, just being able to reminisce and, Obviously, on not only on the, the the wins that we've had, but just to see some of these guys that you hadn't seen for a while, uh, it's it's fantastic because you know most well, you know for fifteen years or 
10 years of your life you're in, in these people's pockets and, you know, some you, you were quite close to and, and some not so close. But, you know, I, I don't know how too many that, that you know, didn't get along with anyone and, um, you know, as, and as a team and that, you know, those bonds, they last forever. Michael, on you, still just quick one back in the footy. Being tagged, one of the first players to be being tagged, and you know, I think mutual respect with you and uh, and Trevor Rowe from Centrals. I don't think you swap Christmas cards with John Harvey, but yeah, just that side <laughs> of footy, mate. Yeah, look, that was that was um, you know Trevor was very good, very disciplined, very fit. He probably probably had a better technique running than I did, but as I said, very disciplined and in the way he went about it, and um, so so. Yeah, look, I think that he probably nutted me more times than I would have liked, but um, you know, and then then yeah, look, I can't remember. There's a couple. There was one from Torrens as well, obviously, John Harvey from Port, and then you know, like yeah, playing playing in the well, in, in that close tagging. Uh, now I don't mind that if they do it fairly, but you know, when they well, obviously when they scrag and. And don't have to hold you for you know two seconds, and then you, you know you you stop from getting the ball on that. It's, it's quite frustrating, but uh, maybe I didn't deal with it as as, as well as I could, and and you know Barmy threw us around a fair bit, and sometimes changed us at uh, full forward and and rested it at full forward rather than the half forward flank, and left a one on one, which I thought I'd, I was I had a reasonable strength um, when playing on one on one, so. It was, uh, yeah, it was it was frustrating. It it certainly was frustrating when that close tag is um, came involved. But I guess in in essence as well, it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's a bit of a feather in the cap to say, well, you know, they got to they got to stop him, so they got to pay him more attention. So and in '84, did you feel like the umpires sort of got it right? Well, obviously you did, but you know they they were really keeping a close eye on your port. If the, yeah. John Harvey and Hilton had played, and, and uh, Harvey and Arjun had played every free kick Ashley should have got in that '84 Grand Final, we'd still be at Footy Park and they'd still be blowing the whistle. Well, I think you're a little bit biased there, Malcolm, but um, <laughs> just a but, tad, actually. Uh, yeah, look, it, uh, yeah, look, it, it, it happens, and uh, you know that was that was one of the best games that you know playing, as we said, talk, came, came fifth and. Uh, just a little bit unfortunate in the first 10 seconds. Uh, you know, cop one, which, you know, uh, I wasn't too fond of, so I squared up a year later. Yes, yes. I reckon you might have finished in front on that one too. Yeah, you might have. Yes. Yeah, I reckon I have. Um, quick serious one, because it is a big thing going on at the moment, concussion. KT's involved in it. Uh, Sean Tasker's involved in it behind the scenes and that as well. Um, thoughts there, Michael? And my understanding is that, the uh, we're waiting for clarification, all that, but players will be missing more than one game like they do at the moment. So, yeah, thoughts concussion-wise because you have had, you know, the, the night with probably the most famous one was Ray Huppets in 82 where, yeah, yeah go for it. Yeah, look, it, um, Keith Thomas and myself went over about six weeks ago and, and got tested and... Um, I'm still trying to, to work out, um, you know, exactly what the report said. But, you know, it, it is a bit of a um, worry, particularly in my short-term memory, I think, is a bit bit how you're going. But, um, you know, I'm not – I think I'm I'm not too bad at all when it comes to <coughs> uh, 
um, I don't have headaches and I, I don't have any sort of lapses or for want of a better word, um, blackouts or, or yeah. whatever. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate with that. I think that, um, I think it, uh, it's going to be interesting in, you know, cause I've spoken to Keith and, and, you know, he's shown me the results of all the testing he's been doing and whatever. And it's, it is frightening to be honest yeah. with you. Um, you know, not, and you might not even be knocked out. You just might get a good hip and shoulder, and you you still can have some quite face some um, you know challenges. You know, if you get hit and and just knocked around a little bit without you know get being knocked out or even your head, excuse me, your head being knocked. So I think that's going to be um, going to be uh, interesting to see how that pans out. I tell you what does worry me a little bit is in in the women's football. Um, uh, you know, it happening to them, and and I'm all for. I think it's great that they're they're playing footy. I just um, and and I've seen some of the more recent games, and they they there's some fair intensity about them, and um, you know, hopefully they they just learn very quickly, which I'm sure they will, because the standard is certainly getting you know massively better. That they um that they. They protect themselves and they can look after themselves so they can, you know, get through um, unscathed. I think it's gradually improving. Robbie Newell's pretty heavily involved in the state, in the junior state side of it, and and that, and that the now girls are playing at the younger age. They're learning, going to learn to protect themselves straight. Out, you know what you did as a kid. Well, I think that's yeah. been the real problem is that basically they've started playing as adults. And have just left themselves wide open. You, you watch sometimes, and I, I, you know, I was you involved. Cringe. Involved with the AFLW, you know, while I'm a Nord person, I was employed by the AFL at the home games there. And, yeah, you did. You cringe and you were nervous watching because they just didn't instinctively turn to protect themselves. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. It, um, You know, I saw that injury this year, I think, to a Western Bulldogs player. Now, that wasn't a concussion as such, but it was a, a kick or a broken leg and the like. And, 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 in fact, I reckon it was a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember who it was, but... Uh, one one of the girls for Essendon, I reckon it was playing yeah. Port, and and she landed on her head uh, in, in a tackle, uh, and it wasn't. I think I think it was, she was actually caught by one arm, yeah. and then of course, and, and it wasn't anything malicious about the tackle, but she just landed on top of her head. And I thought actually she was in a in a world of trouble. Um, I thought the way that she just landed on her head, and um, I thought, oh, this could be very dangerous, but thank goodness that it wasn't. But Well, bizarrely with that, the Port players got suspended for two games. Now, I've, I've watched that numerous times, and I'm thinking, she's actually just grabbed the hand. It's, it's, it's actually she, so technically... She got a, yeah, she, two games. Yeah, she got two-game suspension for that. And I'm just still... I've watched that numerous wow. times thinking how in the hell they came, yeah. came to that fight. Because that was just a footy accident. It well, was, I'd, you know, I'd like to look at it. A, a bit more closely, yeah. but but I'm a bit I'm a bit the same, Malcolm. I I, I look at some of these these reports, um, and I'm even thinking back. And, and look, I'll stand corrected, but I reckon Patrick Dangerfield tackled yes. someone perfectly, and and the momentum was going forward. So just you know, it, they were going forward. So of course he was behind, driven the particular player into the ground. Uh, had tackled, uh, I think, a, a fair tackle, and and then it got. I reckon it cost him a brown low. Yes, um, yeah. yeah, and I, I think, 
yeah, I, I just don't understand a lot of it these days. But anyway. One quick last one. Oh, getting towards that. Australian sports medal. Actually, I, I blatantly admit I've only read that today. I, I, yeah, I can't remember. Go for that. See, now you're testing it. Malcolm, I reckon, I don't know how many years ago, but yeah, got an Australian sports medal for, <coughs> you know, the, um, the the footy career. And that was certainly an, an honour. And I, I remember when we moved house, uh, well, we just moved about 15 months ago, but when we moved up to St. George's and I, they had a cabinet there they didn't want to take, so we bought it off them and, um, you know, proudly put that in, in there with along with some other mementos. And, uh, you know, it's always always nice to be recognised, I guess, um, you know, as, as, as a, a good footy player in this, in this um, respect. But, um, you know, my folks brought me up um, to... Uh, you know, well, I, well, I loved actually um, Ashley Barty's. Now, if I'm not going to get this, I'm not sure if I'm going to get this correct, but I reckon her quote uh, about six or twelve months ago said she'd she'd rather be known uh, as a as a as a, a great person than a great tennis player, and I thought that is perfect. Yeah, it's pretty. That, that nails Sounds it really, right, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, because that's what it's all about. You know, it's about. It's about the person, not not okay. What what he or she does, and uh, what what she or he uh, manages to um, attain to, or not getting the right word there, but uh, you know, like uh, again, I think that uh, you know, it's it's who you are as a person, and and what you can do, you know, for for someone else, and I think we. Uh, you know, just make other lives, uh, other people's lives better off. That That's certainly what it's all about. Oh, Michael, you, you get that big time. Look, any time there was a thing, you needed something for charity, whatever, give H.E. a ring like there was the night up at uh, Hope Valley with that youngs, uh, youngster yeah. a few years ago. You know, I get a phone call from Mark Robinson. Can you organise a Nord person? Ring you, all organised within five minutes. You go and visit the kid next day in hospital as well off your own steam. And the boy's going okay too, Michael. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, which is for great news because it yeah. certainly didn't appear that it was going to be the case back then. And, yeah, look, um, I, I'd, I'd really jacks me off that that sort of thing because Barry Robber and Russell Ebert, just incredible in that regard as well. And it just should get far more publicity. We Anytime a player does something wrong... Uh, it comes out big time. Well, how about a bit of publicity on on how many things is done right as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I again, feel really strongly on that. And we all look again. You know, hopefully, well, we all make good and bad decisions, and uh, sometimes we make some bad ones. But hopefully, we learn from them, and then you know, go on to um, to rectify those, and uh, and just be the person that that you know. I think uh, that. that it's it's well, I remember reading a book, Malcolm, many years ago, and it was called The Purpose Driven Life, and it was actually when I was actually going through, you know, nearly a marriage breakup, and and I read this book, and in the first paragraph of the first um, first chapter was, and it said, "Life's not about you," and um, and I'm thinking, you know what, that struck me, and I thought, you know, yes, life was about me for a lot of years. And I and I, yeah, I was selfish, and I, 
I just wanted to do this and do that, and then it may have crept in. This is on the footy field, and then it creeps into your your own life and your own marriage and those sort of things, and then you probably don't act like you should. And, you know, sometimes you keep your feet on – sometimes you think your feet are on the ground, and they're that far off, and it's not funny. But, you know, you, you, you live and learn and, and hopefully mature, you know, sooner rather than later and, uh, you know, just uh, just do good and be good. Mate, we'll uh, we'll get you out of here on this one. Um, obviously, the Crows coming in in nineteen ninety. Uh, I, I must admit, uh, sitting behind the goals at the uh, southern end at the parade, watching uh, yourself and Macca ply your trade for the for the Nord Footy Club. You know, it w- would have been nice to see you for the Crows as well, mate. I can tell you, and I don't know if many people know this, but I can tell you that the day that the Crows were the day the Crows were formed, or the day. And then their first training session, you know, uh, at Footy Park, I drove there and just, you know, went behind a pillar somewhere and just watched them train for five minutes. And I'm thinking, now I was pretty cooked, so I'm, I'm, I think they made a right decision. No, I, not- no, I disagree with you there, actually. I'll go to bat on that one. There were one thing about the only decent uh, concession the Crows had with their first year because their concessions overall are the worst by any side by a long way. But they had 52 players. Now, I'll go as far, yeah, of course your body wasn't going to get you through the whole year, but I'll say if Michael Ash had been picked, who knows whether that would have been the extra game uh, to get the Crows in the finals. Well, you know, I know you're biased, Malcolm, yes. but... Um, I feel strongly yeah, so on that look, one too, Michael. It would have been nice. It would have been nice. Then, no, look, I had the opportunities, obviously... You know, to, to to go to the um, VFL at that stage, but it wasn't to be. And uh, you know, the the crows the crows were formed, and uh, you know, history says that. Uh, well, it just shows that um, you know they've uh, they've become a very well powerful club. They're in a bit of the doldrums at the moment, but hopefully they'll bounce back. And uh, you know, they've got a change of leadership there. I think their coach and Matty Nixon, and I don't know Matty at all, but. Seems to be a wonderful guy, and I think the players, you know, love him. So hopefully they'll get some success shortly. Unfortunately, obviously your career gets a little bit uh, cut short through some injuries in your final year, limiting you to a few games for the year. But uh, you're certainly a, a fantastic servant for the Nord Footy Club uh, to reach 300 games as well, which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, look, I, I, I can actually remember that Neil Craig was, and and I sort of. Uh, a valuable lesson learned. I'm thinking, oh, do I go on? Do I not go on? And I sort of didn't do enough of the training because uh, I was doing all pool work at that stage and didn't do enough training before the the pre-season. And then Scotty Burns accidentally knocks into my knee and does a second or third degree tear and puts me back. And then, you know, like I'm I'm way behind in fitness and then, you know, try to play and the knees are giving me a bit of trouble. And I reckon... I reckon I end up playing three games, and you know, for the first time in my career, I started on the bench, and uh, I'm sitting on the bench, not knowing whether to, you know, fold the arms, sit back, cross the legs, or what do you do there? Do you go to sleep, or you know, just get get ready to have a run? So, yeah, a bit of a bit of a disappointing, um, but a but a learning curve certainly for me or for anyone that's listening is that, uh, you know, particularly when you when you're getting on, never cut corners. Now, Michael, I, I'm glad I've just remembered. Question from uh, Chris Atticoe, a listener for Ovis. Did you originally hurt your back driving from the top tower at the city pool? 
No, look, I don't think so. I remember, I remember doing um, doing a underwater hockey uh, promo there with I reckon it was Paul Weston and might have been Rick Davies, and we had a crack crack jumping off there. But to be honest with you, I honestly think it was in my leisure times. I bought a speedboat with a mate, and we used to go up the Murray quite a bit and ski. And I did a massive amount of kneeboarding and. You know, we'd kneeboard and then we'd jump someone and, you, you know, you get that continue yeah. pound. Look, it might not have been that. I don't know, but I think it might have been that, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, that's certainly one of uh, the regrets. I think that, uh, you know, if I knew what exactly what it was, then obviously it'd be easier to sort of, you know, put together. But, um, yeah, to, to, to hit about 1984 onwards and then pretty well spend the, most of the time just – all the pre-season in the pool and then going out to uh, to do all the ball work. So a little bit frustrating, but, um, yeah, the, the back issue certainly, you know, hung around uh, pretty well from 84 to 92, so it was a bit of a pain. Now, Pete, there was one we'll last couple of quick things, but a couple of things to stir Aishi up about. There was one year, we think it's 83, either way, Michael worked his absolute backside off pre-season doing weights, trying to put on weight. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're at Lifestyle and when Neville and uh, Hooksy were running it and there's a weigh-in for a- for Aishi to see how he- how much weight he's put on. He has got on and he's actually lost weight. I reckon the dummy landed about Gawler that night, Aishi. <laughs> it was hilarious. Well, listen, Matt, I- I- I've-, I've sort of had a look at a couple of the highlights and and look, there, there was a, a little bit more definition. I-, I-, I think the bicep grew by about 0.5 of a mil. And uh, and I started having a not quite like Arnold, but um, yeah, certainly there wasn't one of my greatest strengths the uh, the weightlifting and 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 spending a lot of time in the in the weights room. And of course, those Sterling Cup games weren't they? A uh, couple of fantastic nights away. What goes on tour will stay on tour, but Aishi does speak fluent Chinese as well. They were great <laughs> nights, Michael. Yes, they were. They were very very fond memories, Malcolm. Yes, we probably don't go too much for on that one. Um, no, we'll leave that one. Yes, I think we might might just cut it off there because we could get in a bit of trouble. But, uh, Michael, thank you very much for joining us tonight and giving us a bit of an insight into your, your wonderful career at the Nord Footy Club. And we've we've enjoyed uh, having you on the show as part of our Past Legends series and our Five Good Minutes in the Clubhouse, and it's been a, a true treat. We, we no, take no. that five minutes very literally, yes. Michael, yes. Now, greatly yeah, appreciate no. it, Ashie. Thanks, gents. Always always happy to talk about my beloved Red Legs. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, mate. See you, guys. Liking this podcast? Please like, rate, and subscribe. 